You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. There, we'll be in Galatians chapter 3, looking at blessings and cursings, or a curse, then the blessing of Abraham. So we'll kind of pick back up, just uh, stay with us, we'll enjoy this evening, and thank you for being here, being present, and continue to be in prayer for Pastor. So, verse 6 is what we'll pick up. You might have recalled a couple weeks ago, uh, it was actually the Wednesday before uh, Easter, we, we really finished the first five verses of Galatians chapter 3 on a message entitled Crucified with Christ. And so I won't go back to those five verses, uh, but very uh, just detrimental in our growth, uh, in our growing process in the Lord. Uh, you can see there, I said I won't go back to it, but it's good stuff there. Read it uh, and let the Lord, word of the Lord just uh, speak to your heart there. And uh, I think towards the end of the, the, the chapter or the end of the message, it will kind of elude some of the first couple verses, uh, starting with verse um, 1 and 3, because technically this would encumber, encompass uh, verses 1 through 14. So verse number 6 is what we'll pick up, uh, and we'll move on from there. Verse number 6, even Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Uh, this is, of course, the father of Israel. This is uh, the father of our faith, where you know many different songs with Abraham, where we kind of know his story, how it began. It began in Genesis chapter 12. I'll read you a couple verses there. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, and I'll look at Genesis 15. Uh, what we just read from verse number 6 of Galatians is actually Paul quoting uh, Genesis 15 and verse number 6. Uh, and so uh, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, this is, this is the belief that Abraham had which was accounted to him as righteousness. So here it is. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country from thy kindred and from thy father's house and unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And, it, and, and in thee shall all families of the earth uh, be blessed thee. The Abrahamic covenant right here. And then verse uh, chapter 15, verse 6 of Genesis. Uh, this is, uh, you see here in verse number 6 of Galatians. Uh, that uh, he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Uh, what is most important about Abraham uh, was that he was a man of faith. And going, ba going back into verse number 6, that word accounted, uh, it literally means accounted. It's a, it's a, a monetary term. It's an accounting term. And some that have actually uh, smarter brains understand more of that. Uh, the uh, term is for if you were have the maybe a privilege to rent a house, but rent a uh, lease to buy, uh, it would mean the second that you made that agreement, uh, your rental payments would then change into mortgage payments, and that's that accounting. That's the uh, to be declared. It's that it's that agreement that you have. So once it's agreed upon, uh, the rent payments are credited as mortgage payments. So in Abraham's faith. It was credited. It was accounted for him uh, in his uh, for for righteousness, and this is something that is actually uh, kind of unique. It's kind of wonderful to see. We'll we'll unpack it, and I pray that the spirit of uh, the Lord will just guide us and help us see these things. So uh, his faith was counted as righteousness. God treated Abraham as if he were living a righteous life. Uh, when God credits righteousness. He is bestowing legal status on someone. 
Uh, they are actually righteous and free from condemnation, even though they are still actually unrighteous in their heart and behavior. We kind of unpack that word justify, uh, justify justification. It's to change God's view of an incident, of a person, of an individual. Uh, we liken the story of maybe a child who gets into wrong and they're about to be corrected, but quickly something happened. There was a fire, there was an accident, there was something that needed to be taken care of. And this little girl said, well, this is why I couldn't do it. She still might have done wrong, but she justified her position. And now we see this incident a little bit differently. And so God is crediting righteousness. And we're going to look at how and why he credits that righteousness uh, to Abraham. And this is actually why it's so unique is because this is very much different than what the law or what all the religions of the world even tell us. Uh, the religions tell us that we are either living righteously and are therefore pleasing and acceptable to God, or we are living unrighteously and are separated or alienated from God. Uh, you look at different people that are struggling in their faith that you go maybe witness to, and, and you're showing them the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, what they have a hard time with is, is their belief system. It's they think that they, because if they're not living righteously, they think that they are now separated from God, and that is true. But looking here, when we live righteous, this is where it also is tricky and is untrue. But because that they think that they live righteous, now that they're more pleasing to God and they're more accepted uh, in God's favor, and that that is could be further from the truth. So Paul has been trying to go through uh, these chapters, these these uh, these these chapters, verses, and he's unpacking that the fact that. Uh, simple salvation is just belief in God, justification, and there's, uh, and we may get off track maybe in our own life. I don't know about you, but I've gone through times where I've tried to please God, and of course we all want to, don't get me wrong, we want to please God, but then you start going into this, and we'll, we'll see in just a little bit, I want to go through a couple more verses, but we see an anxious life, we see a life of of just uh, worry, guilt-led, and it just, it doesn't lead us. It's actually a life that is under the curse, even though that my salvation was of, of Jesus freely. I have lived, and maybe you have lived, and later on in Galatians 3, Paul talks about being in yoke and being bondage again. But let's go, let's continue right here. So it is possible to be loved and accepted by God, even though we are still sinful and imperfect. Romans 4, 5 actually says very similar to this. It talks about our faith in God is counted to us as righteousness. So we have our faith in God. It is now counted as righteousness. Verse 7, uh, he goes on to say, in verse number 7, Those who believe are the children of Abraham. This is that great song of the faith right there. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Where's the right arm, everybody? Left, right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot. Nod your head. Turn around. Sit down. Father Abraham had many sons, and I am one of them, and so are you and daughters. So let's just praise the Lord. Here it is, verse number 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. That's why he has so many sons right here. And it is counted to him, uh, counted to us that have that faith as righteousness. Verse number 9, it says, uh, So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham. So that faith in God, just like Abraham, he was blessed instantly because he had faith. And he was counted to him as righteousness. It was credited to him. His account now was declared righteous with his faith. That is now the same declaring, the same creditation that God has placed on our life. 
And that we can sing as Miss Rachel says, that's my God, that's my Jesus. Praise the Lord. Abraham believed God. James 2.19, here's where it's a little tricky. We might come about this when we witness to people. They say, well, I believe in God. And I'm sure Abraham believed in God. Of course he did. But the Bible says he believed God. James 2 tells us that the devils believe in God uh, and tremble. So it's not just a belief in the general existence of God. This is when you're witnessing somebody, trying to get them to understand these things. You can't, in fact, believe in God, but not believe God. But you cannot believe God without believing in God. Yes. So there, there it is. Uh, but Abraham shows us that saving faith is faith in God's provision and not our performance. If we go to Genesis 15, verse 2. Oh, that's so good. We should, oh, we should go there. Uh, 15, verse 2, and then also 5 and 6 in Genesis chapter 15. Oh, they have it up there. But God, Abraham is telling, uh, Abraham is telling God, I am childless. My wife is barren. And yet it, he was counted as righteous. It's because he believed God. I believe God. Another beautiful song that we sung in times past. Uh, but here it is. It wasn't the, the promise of God wasn't based on what Abraham could do. Because clearly Abraham tells God, well, I'm childless, and on top of that, my wife is barren. There's no way we can fulfill this promise, God. But it's not up to us. It's up to God. And that gives us even more hope, uh, the fact that it, wasn't, it was up to God's provision and not our performance. The promise of a child, uh, the promise of a child depended wholly on God and not Abraham for that, uh, for that seed. And then 5 and 6 tells us, uh, that God was going to make his seed, his, his children, his inheritance uh, innumerable as the stars. And simply all he had to do was believe it. And Abraham did. And because he believed it, he was counted as righteous. And just amazing here. So two types of people. Uh, Galatians 3, 9 through 12 is going to walk us through that. So we'll back in Galatians now. Verse number 10. It tells us here's the people that have a cursing tied to them. It is those who are of the works of the law. They live by them. Also, verse number 12, uh, we get that living by the faith. And so also, if you're not living by faith, you're living by the works of the, of the law there. So to live by something, it means to rely on it for our happiness and fulfillment. And honestly and ultimately, uh, when, you, when you live by uh, your, your set of rules, when you live by what you live by, whatever you live by is essentially the bottom line of, of our lives. It's what gives us meaning. It's what we wake up for in the morning. It's what defines us. It's what we believe in. It's what we live by. And so different people, you hear all these motivational speakers, uh, they give out their, their influencers on Instagram or what have you, and they tell you how to get more motivated, how to get more grounded in. And because essentially it's whatever we live by, it's the bottom line of our lives, uh, whatever, we, whatever our code of ethics are. And I'm glad for us, our, our live by rule and example is the Bible. It's, it is what should govern and live our lives. So uh, to have Abraham-like faith, it brings the blessing in verse number nine. But to live by the works of the law, it brings us under the curse, verse number 10. So here's actually a pretty beautiful way. I saw a commentator here. Theologically, to love God wholly would mean to obey the law wholly in order to be blessed and not cursed. We'd have to satisfy every demand of the law which cannot be done. This means psychologically, everyone who is seeking to save themselves 
by their own performance will experience a curse or at the very least it will lead to anxiety and security because you can never measure up making you oversensitive to criticism, envious, and intimidated by others, living with a sense of curse and condemnation. I don't know about you, but wow, I've lived through portions of my Christian life uh, insecurity, intimidation, oversensitive to criticism, and that is all marks of a curse that God did not intend for us to live by, except in, 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 as opposed to that, he intended us to live by the blessing of what Abraham gets. So, and we see Deuteronomy 27, 26, uh, the law, it brings that curse. Cursed be he that confineth not to all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen. Galatians 3.10 reemphasizes that. So today, in closing, as I say in closing, but we are, we are actually wrapping up here, uh, but how to escape the curse? How do we live by blessings and not live in that trap of intimidation or insecurity or, or get back in a performance work basis? Uh, verse 18, uh, or verse 8, <clears throat> is, is that blessing that is tied to all the nations at the end of that verse. And that blessing is to all of us. It's to all the, the children of Abraham. And if we believe in God, we have been made uh, a, a son of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And so that blessing is to all nations. So we already have that blessing. Uh, verse 13, uh, this actually is um, uh, Deuteronomy 21, 23. It talks about the, the law that uh, cursed is he that hangeth on a tree. And their corporal punishment or capital punishment there uh, was, was a form of stoning. They would actually stone you and kill you. And if you were really just living a horrible life, uh, they would hang your dead body on a tree for all to see. And then Deuteronomy 21, 23 told the rules of when to take down that body. Uh, but that body hanging on a tree was an example for everyone else of the wrong pattern of life uh, to not live by. And so Paul here in verse 13, he is, he is referencing that cursing and the fact that we can have that blessing, you guys already see it right here, it's because someone took our curse. Someone hung on that tree to take that curse from us. He was made a curse for us on behalf of or in place of that word curse. In verse 13 it says curse for us, that word for, we've gone back into the beginning of Galatians uh, chapter 1. It's in place of, it's instead of. So once again here, you see 2 Corinthians 5.21, and another light God being made a curse for us so that we can be made that blessing. The, the curse that we earned, that we deserved, God took, and the blessing that he earned, that he deserves, we took. Just amazing what God has given to us. So we research, he received the curse that we earned, verse 13, and then verse number 14, we received that blessing that he earned. And Jesus didn't redeem us by taking a curse, but by becoming a curse. Very, very key right there. God didn't just take away our curse from us. He became that curse so that we might be made the righteousness of God. And all of this is tied up by uh, Paul referencing Abraham. And notice how he said he, uh, he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That's amazing because it even makes God's blessing so much easier to get. How do we get God's blessing? Here we see when we believe God, God blesses us. It is just, it is just, uh, just un unbelievable how God constantly pours out 
his love towards us. Abraham was, was blessed. He was counted. He was credited. His, his legal statements, his documents uh, was currently changed, quickly changed, all because he believed God. And today, when we believe God, God changed our account. Now, that's for salvation, but also for that sanctification process. God changes us, and we get that blessing of Abraham. So legally speaking, he became sin, and so that we can become the righteousness of God. If Jesus became a sinner for us, then we have become righteous in the same way. Salvation means much more than forgiveness. Uh, we don't just have our slate white clean. We also became perfect in God's sight. And then that would tie us back into uh, Galatians 3. When we live that life of insecurity, Paul tells that church in Galatia that they were fools. So when you're living that life of maybe trepidation or maybe thinking that you have so much more to, to, to work upon yourself and you fall short, we all fall short. But Paul's telling them, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth? Uh, verse number uh, three, are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? And praise the Lord that God not just saves us, but he keeps us. And God, we are now, according to the, the beloved, we are now accepted. And that's all because, Paul, that reference back to Abraham, that simple belief in God, it's amazing. We are now having that curse is removed from us, and that blessing is bestowed upon us. So are you living a blessed Christian life, or are you living with almost the marks of a curse upon you? And if that's your life, well, one or two, first, get saved. If you are saved, then you have fallen back into this church of Galatia here, and that Paul says, oh, foolish Galatians, we have been bewitched. Let's make sure that we get that blessing that was bestowed upon Abraham, and that's that simple faith, because God took our curse for us and from us so that we can be made the righteousness of God. So today, we are blessed because of Jesus Christ. He took our curse. He became that curse. So let's live this week knowing that we have been pardoned, that we have been whole, and yet we understand ourselves. We are still perfect uh, in God, but yet we are still sinful, vile people. That's why we don't look at ourselves too highly and too proudful because we know our condition. We know what we deserve. But yet we have been made righteous, and that gives us that humble adoration to God. When we hear the songs of God being sung and praised, we come back and we bow down before him. And every day of our life, we live that obedience towards him because of how good he is towards us. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, we thank you that you have taken our curse from us, Lord. Uh, we're thankful that we can just study your word. I pray that you would just watch over us, Lord. I pray that you would just meet uh, with your people. I don't know where we are living with our lives, Lord. It's so easy uh, to go back into a mindset uh, where we may be feeling uh, guilted or we owe this debt. And Lord, we do owe a debt, a debt that we could not pay. But we are so fortunate, we are so blessed that you took away that debt. I pray that these good Christian brothers and sisters, ones that I call friends, Lord, would not live in debt, would not live in a guilt-based Christianity of trying to perform and work up to, Lord, almost as if climbing a ladder. Uh, those rungs get further and farther between, and we never can make it to you, Lord, on our own goodness, our own merits, and uh, our own performance. Uh, it's simply just through you, and it's all because of you. And, Lord, we want to live uh, that blessed life that Abraham lived. And we see from example he did not live a perfect life, 
but yet he was counted as righteous. Lord, our lives are far from perfect, yet you have counted us as righteous. And all we can say to that is holy, holy, holy. Thank you so much, God, for your goodness, for your love. And we just love you. We want to uh, dedicate these next few moments uh, just in a prayer of, of thankfulness of our hearts uh, towards open up towards you. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would just grip hold of these uh, people sitting inside their seats. I pray that you would move and that you would guide us, Lord. Help us to live the free life in Christ. Uh, Lord, is our prayer. In Christ, we pray. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.